Okay, okay. Okay, we're continuing on, we're continuing on, we're continuing on. Holy Father, I pray now to them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. I am them, and you and me, that they may be brought to the perfection of one, that the world may know that you sent me, and that you love them even as you love me. Father, they are your gift. I wish that where I am, they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me because of love me, before the foundation of the world. Gracious Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I may know that your name, I will make it known, that the love which, with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. The Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you might notice I've got a little new piece of technology here hanging from my ear. And uh, it's uh, proved to be helpful already, as I uh, explained to the Ascension Thursday crowd. When I forget my lines, I have Ellen feed them to me. And, so, and then when, if Ellen forgets, it's Margaret Dercola who feeds me the, the lines, too. So, then, so I got two backup preachers out in the crowd there. They're supporting me. Here we are in the, in, right in between Ascension Thursday and Pentecost Sunday. We're getting ready for the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. We hear in our gospel today, Jesus' what's called the high priestly prayer. So the context is the Last Supper. It's the institution of the Eucharist, and it's Jesus' high priestly prayer. So thinking about priesthood, yesterday I had the privilege of going. I could only make it just about an hour and a half or so of it. It was the ordination that took place at our cathedral in Rochester. So we've got two new priests uh, that have been ordained, uh, Father Daniel White and then Father Matthew Walter. And it's the second priest, Father Matthew Walter, who's going to be assigned to us. So he's going to come and, and minister to us along with me. So it was a great joy for me to be there. And this homily here will be just a little reflection on the priesthood because that's kind of what I've been thinking about, and I think it's appropriate to our gospel. We have a fundamental exchange that's going on between God the Father and God the Son. Of course, that exchange really takes place from all eternity in the mystery of the, of the Trinity. But more in an, in an earthly manner, there, it, when after Christ became a man, there was this exchange that continued to take place between the Father and the Son. The Father hands over the people of God to the Son, gives the people of God to the Son. So we've got a beautiful line in our Gospel today where Jesus says, Father, they, the people that you've given to me, they are your gift to me. It's an awesome line. They are your gift to me. So we are a gift from God the Father to Jesus. That's how Jesus regards us. He looks at us as a precious gift 
from his father. We are a treasure, and he treasures us and he values us as that special gift from the father. But then he gives us back to the father. You see, so that's the other half of the exchange. We're given to the to Christ, and Christ gives us back to the Father as a priest. Okay, He offers his own body on the cross, but we are his mystical body. So along with his very self, he gives us back to God the Father. That's the fundamental priestly action of Christ. He gives us back to God the Father. There's a prayer that's prayed in the third Eucharistic prayer that, that we hear every Mass. Usually during Sunday Mass, we'll hear the third Eucharistic prayer. There's, there's a fourth Eucharistic prayer that's prayed only occasionally. Uh, second Eucharistic prayer is prayed usually during daily Mass. Uh, and then the first Eucharistic prayer is, I usually reserve, most priests reserve it for big occasions like Easter or whatnot because it's very, very long. So we usually hear the third Eucharistic prayer. And in that prayer, there's a line that goes like this. So I want you to listen to it for today. May he make of us an eternal offering to you. So we're praying to God the Father and we're saying, may Christ make of us an eternal offering to you. You see, we've been given to the Son and the Son gives us back to the Father in a, in a, in a priestly fashion. And the Eucharist, every Mass that we celebrate when we offer the, the Holy Eucharist, that exchange is actualized. It's represented and it's actualized. And uh, we as the people of God participate in that whole exchange between the Father and the Son in a very special, in a very special way. We're the, we're the thing that's being exchanged, but we also do the exchanging. And so it's not often heard during Sunday Mass because we're playing music while the offertory is taking place. But if you come to a daily Mass and there's no music, the priest will usually pray out loud the prayer Blessed are you, Lord of all creation, for through your goodness, we have received the bread we offer you. Okay? So the same exchange that goes from the Father to the Son and from the Son back to the Father is also mirrored in the people of God who receive the bread from God and then give it back to him. So you see how we participate in that exchange, not just as the object, as the thing being exchanged, but as the one doing the exchange ourselves as well. Now, the ordained minister, the priest, the Catholic priest, plays a really key role in that whole dynamic, in that whole exchange. And yesterday at the ordination ceremony, I heard and I remembered from my own ordination a very powerful prayer. It's powerful to me. After the ordination, uh, after the hands are laid and, and these guys are now priests, the bishop will give to them the chalice and the paten. Okay, he'll give them to them. And he'll say, receive from the holy people of God the gifts to be offered to God. Know what you do, imitate what you celebrate, and conform your life to the mystery of the cross. So this beautiful prayer, there's at least two things going on in there in my mind. Receive from the holy people of God the gifts to be offered to God. We enact that every Mass. Uh, Sunday Mass at least, right? When the people take the gifts, they take the bread and the wine and the water and they bring them up here, okay, and the priest receives them or the deacon on behalf of the priest. What's going on there is the priestly action of the people of God. We are the object that the Father gives to the Son and the Son gives back to the Father, but we're also a participant, an actor in that. We're doing the offering ourselves. So we together, as the people of God, are offering 
the Eucharist to God the Father. And we've received it from him, and we're giving it back to him. And we're doing it through the priest, through the ordained minister. And so that's why the ordained minister is so important. And the prayer goes on, and it says, Know what you do imitate what you celebrate. Imitate what you celebrate. We celebrate the death and the resurrection of Christ. And so the priest is called to conform his life to the cross. We're all called to conform our life to the cross, but the priest has even a, a greater obligation imposed upon him by God to conform his life to the cross, to die to himself, to his own selfish wishes, so forth and so on, so that he can be of service to the people of God and thereby imitate Christ. He also is to live with the resurrection life that Jesus lives with and to transmit that to the people of God. And just as Jesus appreciates the people of God as a gift, as he says, Father, they are your gift to me, so also the priest has to have that same mind, that same mentality, that the people of God are a gift that God has given to him. And he needs to treasure them and to relate to them as a, as a treasure. And just as he treats the Eucharist with great care, very, very great care, so also he's got to treat the mystical body of Christ, the church, with great, great care and gentleness and love. And so this is one of the dimensions of the priest's uh, ministry, is to receive the people of God as a gift, to serve them, to lay down his life in sacrifice, in service, and yet also, he, there's another dimension, there's another half to this priestly ministry, and that is the priest must make sure that he's preparing the people for themselves to be that gift to God. They have to be a holy offering to God. And so he's got to challenge them and encourage them and push them forward to become better than they are and to get closer to God than they currently are. So there's those two dimensions to the priestly ministry. And uh, the way that I like to sort of, this is a Tedeschi metaphor I'm going to share with you, okay, at no cost whatsoever, okay? I like to talk about, or at least with myself, I mentioned it to Deacon a few days ago, there is a, a thermometer dimension to the priest's ministry, and there's a thermostat dimension to the priest's ministry, okay? A thermometer and a thermostat dimension. The thermometer, what does a thermometer do, right? It reads the current level of temperature in a given space. Okay, and so the priest has to come and he has to be accommodating and meet the people where they're at and reflect their concerns and their interests and serve them and their needs. Okay, so he has to be agreeable and friendly and open and all of that kind of stuff. So that's the thermos, that's the ther uh, thermometer dimension of the priest's ministry. But there's also the thermostat dimension. What does the thermostat do? Huh? Ups it a little bit, right? You can make it cold, too, uh-oh. But you can also up it a little bit. Hopefully, that's what the priest does. And so he challenges the people so that the level of heat actually rises, and they follow him, all right? So he's got to follow them in a certain sense, but they also have to follow him. And that's a tough balance to, to strike. It's extremely difficult, okay, because you're, you're ministering to, for myself, hundreds of people. Some priests are ministering to thousands of people, okay? And everybody's coming from different walks of life, they have different expectations about what Christianity and church even is. And so it's a very tough balance to strike the dynamic between being a thermometer and a thermostat. Okay, And I don't claim to have struck that balance perfectly yet, but I'm trying my best. And uh, this whole thing of the thermometer and the thermostat, really, it reflects 
the, that inner dynamic of the priest giving himself to the people of God, but yet knowing that he's answerable to, the, to God for making sure the people themselves are a holy and acceptable sacrifice to God the Father. Now, I'm very confident with uh, Father Matthew Walter, who will be coming and ministering to us, that he's these, these two different dimensions of the priestly ministry, he really understands this. He's got this down. I don't know him very, very well, but I've had a conversation, well, I've had limited conversation with him, I'll just say that. I know him from other sources, I know of him from other sources, though. He's a very dedicated, hardworking guy. He's 37 years old, okay, so he's the exact age I was when I started um, active ministry, and um he is a very talented guy. He's a musician, so he's an organist, okay? And uh, he was in a religious order for a number of years. That's why he's a little bit later in the ordination, because he's trying to decide whether he's going to be part of this religious order. So he was there for a while, part of them for a while. And he got, you know, he learned a lot and really got a lot of benefits from this particular order. And then he decided to come back to his home diocese and to be a diocesan priest. Um, he's a, a Rochester boy, so he's a little bit of a city slicker. Okay, is that all right? So we got to be patient with him. He probably won't, you know, be able to acclimate to the country as easily, maybe. So we got to be patient with a city slicker. Okay. Anybody has a farm out there, you can bring them to a farm, show them the cows. You know, he probably's not familiar with that kind of that whole thing. You know, um, he uh, is. Let's see what else. Oh, he's the he's the great he's the grand nephew of a, a very um, kind of well known priest in Auburn. Okay, so when I was in Auburn, I ministered to the to the Italian parish at uh, St. Francis in Auburn. Is the ethnic is the historically Italian parish there? Um, they have the famous pastor, Father Naka. Has anybody has anybody ever heard of Father Naka? Maybe not. But in in Auburn, Father Naka is famous. Okay, uh, he was pastored there for like thirty years. You know, when you're a pastor for that long, you really, really leave an imprint on a parish. So, you know, even though Father Naka died probably 20 years ago or so, I, I constantly hear about him all the time from the parishioners at St. Francis. And so Father uh, Walter shared with me how instrumental Father Naka was in his own vocation. Um, and I, 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 I really do believe that uh, he's, he's in good health. He's going to be a hardworking guy. And he's got both of those dimensions to the priestly ministry down. He's going to give himself to us. He's going to challenge us as well. Probably will take some time to find that balance between being the thermometer and the thermostat. Okay. And we can be patient with him in regards to that. But we're really assured that he's, he is here for us and that he is here to help us be that holy, uh, sacrifice that God is expecting of his people and that beautiful exchange between the Father to the Son, and from the Son back to the Father. So my brothers and sisters, looking forward in this clustering process, let's remember what Christ is saying to us today in our gospel. Let's thank him for the great privilege of being that holy offering, being the object of that great exchange between the Father and the Son, that we are a gift to the Son, that we are a gift to our priests, and that we together as the people of God are to be a holy sacrifice pleasing to the Lord.